It's once again time for the Oscars on this episode of the Last King podcast. Hey everyone, it's uh, it's the Last King here. <laughs> <laughs> is our people going to talk? Yes, uh, we sh- are actually. Yes, this is uh, Mr. Introduce Tommy yourself, speaking. sir. It's me, Centric Tom. Yeah, it's me. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, so, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I didn't mean to play you off, sir. <laughs> Finish is, your uh, speech. <laughs> This is a uh, yeah yeah best um, best supporting actor, Mr. Toffee. <laughs> and this is the lifetime achievement, I guess. <laughs> yep. Which means I'm gonna die soon. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to our special yearly Oscars roundup. Where, uh, yeah, so the Oscars happened. And yeah. Despite what everyone says online, it's still kind of relevant because you all won't shut the fuck up about it. Not true that because then like, yeah, I mean, I can only remember that clip of that guy complaining about Parasite winning because oh there yeah. were like so that many guy? hot takes <laughs> that. was so funny. It's like, yes. Like, yeah, like, there's this movie about the working class being shafted by capitalism. They said you have to be super work and give it to some foreign movie. It's like, yeah. so you obviously didn't watch Parasite then, <laughs> yeah. you fucking clown. He's doing it for the hits, of course. Yeah. I heard that the same guy, uh, he actually... Um, put his video on private but decided to actually put it up public because that's probably one of his only videos that's actually getting him traffic and stuff. Well, yeah, because it's very hard to be a mediocre white guy with a microphone these days. Yeah. There's just too damn many of them. Too damn many, yes. Irony right now. Oh, no, I'm perfectly aware. (laughs) Okay, but anyway, so it's the Oscars again, nothing but pomp and circumstance, where we pay tribute and give awards to all these uh, film directors, actors, actresses, and unfortunately, the technical awards are safe for another <laughs> section of the room. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, you know who's best gaffer this year? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, boys, uh, your thoughts on the Oscars? No host again. Uh, it was supposed to be Kevin Hart. Any hot take? Uh, the Muppets should have been host. Which one? The Muppets. Mm. There was a petition going around that the Muppets would host the Oscars. Oh my god, every single one of them? Yeah, so you could have a Warbog and a Salsa just like heckling from the side. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And memorable have, too, yeah. I would have loved to see Fozzie Bear like do the <laughs> the nominations for like best like, you know, documentary. Yeah. And he starts <laughs> doing like horrific waka waka noises over like these heartbreaking documentaries about, you know, child soldiers or whatever. <laughs> Talk uh, about we inappropriate, have this but funny. From Syria. Ah, <laughs> for summer. <laughs> Man, that would have been amazing. Ooh, uh, I would have loved for best picture Beaker. Yeah. Everything will be in subtitles. That's the match of the winner and everything. Yeah. And then Doctor Bunsen has to kind of announce. Yeah, Parasite won. So your Oscars happened. Okay, we didn't have a host. We had a. Uh, plethora of people presenting including Rebel Wilson and James Corden dressed as cats from your favorite because, movie <laughs> remember guys cats wasn't very good therefore we get to laugh at it even though we're the worst parts of that movie well then also you have to remember oh yeah they still have a marketing budget left we need to somehow sell this movie still somehow yeah it's still in the cinemas please watch it even for even for jokes even yeah for they're jokes. trying so hard for the cult classic like Rocky Horror-esque thing now it's not gonna work no 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 but you know I still I Still maintain I enjoyed that movie, but definitely for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's best picture of 2019, everybody. Absolutely. Fight uh, me, cowards. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> sure, enjoy yourself. There's a special place on the internet for guys like you, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's called can 4chan, wait, right? for the DeviantArt <laughs> stuff to pop up, too, huh? Uh, it's already there. I'm it's already sure. there. Why? Anyways. I think that's why they called inspiration, Tom. Mm. Yeah, that's, it's, it's furries, right? It's just Absolutely. a movie for furries. 
they wanted to see if the demographic existed, and apparently they don't. Well, they don't exist strong enough. They're so strong enough. I think the movie wasn't horny enough for uh, fairies. They That's too, the problem. They were too busy fucking to go to the cinema. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, were you disappointed that it didn't get nominated for best patched version of special <laughs> or effects? best makeup or best visual effects? Yeah, best day one patch for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nominees are Cats and the winner is Cats uh, for, for having a two versions of the same movie out here. You saw the unpatched version. I saw the unpatched version. So I saw Judy Dench's Human Hands. So, mm-hmm. And it, it's like, there's also, what's your name? Uh, Jennifer. Uh, name escapes. I was Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer right? Hudson. With like, a full on snotty face uh, pressed up against the camera. I saw memories. the screenshots. I didn't see the movie. I saw the screenshots and I saw clips of it, right? And I saw how her face doesn't quite match the rest of the camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's real. Yes. And that went into theatre. And you know why? Because. Uh, Tom Hooper is such a hack he doesn't understand how mocap works and none of the people are wearing mocap. Or is it because black don't track? Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry I made that joke. No, I'm not sorry. What are you going to do? Not have me host the Academy Awards? Exactly. So anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, we're definitely never going to host the Academy Awards. Oh, that would be the dream. Huh? One day. But then... Uh, uh, one day being cancelled by Twitter to not be able to do the Academy Awards. So yeah, I can imagine the day when I finally get to host the Academy Awards and they come back to this very podcast. <laughs> Remember back in 2020 when you said Black Don't Track? Yeah? <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> well, speaking of things that don't track, uh, let's go straight into our thoughts on um, the awards, uh, our thoughts on the categories, and our thoughts on the nominees. Uh, guys, do you all agree? This is one of those Oscars where it felt like, oh, everything seems proper yeah everything seems right yes like all the movies that deserve to win or deserve to get nominated are at least mostly there which is good yeah yeah i mean like there's only one win which i'm not super happy about but it's not because the movie is bad it's just that it felt like a safe choice compared to what was nominated exactly and it's also because uh, a lot of the academy members have admitted they don't actually watch the movies they vote for well, that's true sometimes. Because, I mean, it is an industry award and most of the times, a lot of these wins are won through campaigning. Yeah, and that's a ton of movies to keep track of anyways. But you'll start to understand is like a lot of times, a lot of these wins are based on schmoozing and like yeah. taking out these people to dinner. But every once in a while, a film or a project comes together which is not only deserving, but literally like you know surprised no one with yeah. its sheer quality and yes we called it Parasite yes. <laughs> if you were to pay attention to our last episode where we had to review the non-Oscar nominated Birds of Prey or Bad Boys yeah. yeah it was like yeah Parasite's gonna win and like yep it why did. weren't we surprised yes. I don't know I mean b- before we go into discussions about Best Picture maybe we shall go uh, run through the categories uh, let's start with of course everybody's uh, favourite category uh, best performance by an actor in a leading role. So, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Thoughts, guys? Well, about bloody time he won something. Didn't he win for Gladiator? No. Did he? No. No, this is his first... He was nominated, but he lost out. Nominated, if I recall. Yeah, this is his first win. He's been nominated four times. Hmm. Well deserved, I would say. Yeah. Because that performance is spellbinding. Absolutely. I mean... Compared to the, the other list, uh, you know, DiCaprio... Fantastic. Well, it was fantastic, but I don't think it's his most, like, exemplary performance. I, mean, I would give that to Aviator. Yeah, for sure. Where he was definitely snubbed for that one. He was definitely snubbed for that one. But he, I also felt like uh, his win for The Revenant was a little bit like... That felt know. like a con- uh, consolation prize. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, deserved. 
uh, I mean, strong contenders coming from DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Antonio Banderas putting in some good work in Pain and Glory. Yeah. Admittedly, I haven't seen Pain and Glory, but uh, I I think Banderas is a fantastic actor. I mean, actor. this is my recommendation. Before you watch Pain and Glory, watch uh, more Almodovar works because mm-hmm. then uh, it would add more to, I would say, the sensitivity and the sentimentality of the character. What uh, movie you'd recommend out of Moldova? Moldova, I think. I mean, there's a lot. I, mean, I can give you a list later if okay. you want to. Sure. Uh, then comes supporting role, uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> I mean, he did well. Um, he did very well. Yeah. I had to give it to Joe Pesci just one more time. Because he has, till this day, the shortest extended speech of all time. When he won for Goodfellas, thank you. And he just left. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. Classic. Yeah. I think my favorite acceptance speech was at the BAFTAs. Uh, it was a Spanish, I think it was for best costume or best makeup. It was a Spanish woman. She went up, sorry, no speak English, gracias, and just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so endearing. Aw, no, I, I would still say best uh, acceptance speech all time is still uh, Olivia Coleman when she won for the favorite. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Master. my heart like, melted. Oh. <laughs> and then her presentation for the award this uh, year was amazing. Mm, yes. She's like, yeah, my win was the best time of my husband's life. Like, <laughs> when you think about that for more than a second. <laughs> Olivia Coleman, wow. You get all the cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, John? Any thoughts about uh, the actors in leading and supporting? Uh, leading and supporting, yeah, I think this is all well deserved. I mean, Joe Pesci, Brad Pitt, either one of them could have won. Even Andy Hopkins in The Two Popes and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes, too. So let's go for the ladies. Uh, Renee Zellweger won for Judy. I honestly forgot about Renee Zellberger. A lot of people did after the plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I didn't know there yeah. was a movie featuring, I mean, about Judy Garland until this popped up last year. It's totally fine, I would say. I mean, in terms of the film itself, it's a nice biopic. But I do agree, Renee Zellberger put in work as well, uh, compared to the rest. I have not seen Bombshell, unfortunately. It's not coming out until I think next week for yeah, us and it's definitely going to get a big it. Oscar push so we're probably going to be reviewing it much later yeah and I'm sure it'll be good because it's a stellar cast mm-hmm. and they've managed to uncannily capture the essence of the Fox News um, like that era of Fox News hosts and it's all our favorite blondes yeah mm. Margot Robbie Charlize Theron Nicole Kidman the other one <laughs> <laughs> Nicole oh, wow. Kidman oh yeah wow oh, dude <laughs> okay uh yeah, this one also... I mean, it's going to be a very weird episode, Last King Fans, because we've got nothing to complain about. A lot of this is actually quite spot yeah, on. Yeah, these people are who good picks. Deserved it. Also, I like that there's a conspiracy theory that Saoirse Ronan didn't win because no one wants to pronounce her name for the win. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes sense. You know who they should get or not? They should get John Travolta to introduce her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Considering she, he managed to fuck up Indina Menzel. Oh, right. <laughs> about that I love that three syllables sir because he tried so hard because he was really enunciating the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem was like how (laughs) you were doing so well until remember (laughs) when he was a great actor in stuff like Pulp Fiction where he was just doing nothing but all this exposition and monologues yeah what happened to the guy or like yeah yeah, that's what happened (laughs) yeah best line ever just give me a hand job (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, so let's move on to supporting uh 
Laura Dern definitely yep. deserved but, it. Yes, for sure. I would say a uh, kind of the strong contender would be Scarjo in Jojo Rabbit, which we loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've not seen Richard Jewell, but I've heard that Kathy Bates put it put in an amazing. Yeah, she role. did a great job as the she plays the character. mother of Richard Jewell. Yep. You know, Kathy Bates always puts in work. Yeah, I mean, even in fucking like the Water Boy, where she plays the mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's a lot of the effort. Devil. <laughs> like, or Adam Sandler film. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, she still has her Oscar for Misery from way back. So yeah, I mean, fine. she's like that the uh, character actor from uh, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Miranda Gold. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude. I can just imagine her going on a killing spree because she's just so in character. Yes. I'm going to miss that shit so much. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I would say the one that kind of, like, Florence Pugh was fine. I guess. Garjo was great in Jojo mm. Rabbit. And we've, we were, Bombshell is not released in Singapore, so we can't really comment as well. But then we're all Margot Robbie stands here. Yeah, so. yes. I'm a hardcore stan since I told you. I've, I've been since I saw her titties in Wolf of Wall Street yeah. and her bush. Yeah, we all did. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> we all love Margot Robbie. And she's a great actress too. Yes. <laughs> I'll watch anything she's in. And then comes to okay now Tom is a bit of contention for this one. Okay, uh, when animated it comes to best feature film. Animated. Yeah. Yes. Here is my hot take: the fourth movie in the Toy Story franchise shouldn't have won best pick, best animated film. And we agree with you because here's the thing: did we review Toy Story four? Yeah, I kind think of we, did. We, we did, and uh, we gave it a good review because it's a good movie. Like Pixar, like the worst Pixar movie is still kind of enjoyable did i give it a good review i kind of didn't like it i didn't like what they did with buzz like you uh yeah but i think it's also because tim allen's not exactly uh it probably shapes these days right yeah, yeah. Dead, but you, i mean like there's no reason to like totally change a character yeah i mean I, I definitely feel like they kind of missed out on the fact that they had like that part of the iconic duo but it was a nice send-off mm-hmm. but if they make another one then i will uh, retroactively like like a less out your my personal choice would have been claws because Ooh. technical level alone it's probably one of the best movies in recent yeah. memory because of how they managed to make a 2d movie look so 3d yeah the technology included is like i've yet to do research on it but yeah it's all hand-drawn cel-shaded and stuff. it's a small yeah. spanish studio right stuff. how the hell do they have the money to do that no, it's ingenuity then, yeah. because like you have to work within your limits. So it's like whatever they figured out, that that's the that's the new thing, that's the technology from there on. And I want to see them do more work. I hope that they get recognition for whatever the next project is. I hope so, because like if you recall, John, like when we were like you know giving high praise to Kubo and the two strings, and that yeah. fucking tanked. Yeah, and then like nothing happened with them. Well, it's nice that Missing Link got nominated, but I thought compared to Kubo and compared to uh, Paranorman, this one uh, Kub- Missing Link was just okay. So, I, but to be honest, I'm even not so sure what else I could, what other mo- animated movies I could put in this category, though. Yeah, because Kubo was such an undertaking in terms of uh, stop motion. Huge undertaking. They had to build yeah. that entire ship, so it was never going to make a lot of money, unfortunately. Yeah. True, that. It's very hard to recoup stuff like man hours. And like, it's yeah. nice that I Lost My Body also got nominated. That's a pretty weird yet interesting good film. Yeah. I liked it a lot. If I didn't want Toy Story to win, it was either Claws, which I agree with Tom, should have won, but I was also giving it to I Lost My Body in terms of just uh, taking animation onto a more adult, surreal level. I mean, it's not like I'm rioting because Toy Story 4 won, but just kind of, it kind of feels like the safe choice because that's the mm. one that probably everyone did see. Or it's Disney, they probably petitioned real hard for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to, like, yeah. Ignore Disney uh, dump trucks like pouring uh, for your consideration money down your throat. 
<laughs> Conspiracy theories as usual. Last yeah. podcast. Let's move on. Cinematography. Of uh, course. I think <laughs> this one is Deacons. unanimous. Very unanimous. I, 1917. No contest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is one where if Deacons hadn't won, I would have actually been uh, probably a little bit upset. Although if Lighthouse had won, I think that would have been an okay... Uh, it's, it's a good film. I mean, I'm just happy choice. it's nominated because that's yeah. probably the only time Lighthouse got nominated in this entire Oscars. Okay, uh, then let's skip the more technical ones, uh, shall we? Because Achievement in Costume Design, I have really nothing much to say other than... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not uh, like upset or super happy either way. So, yeah, I'm glad that people are getting rec- recognizing it. For the hard work they put in the props, yeah. and you know how everyone, and making sure it fits with the period piece and everything. Then again, uh, I mean, the only thing that I would have given it to would probably be once upon a time because they recreated Hollywood, you know, right down to the fashions, yeah, right down to Margot Robbie's amazing sunglasses as she walked into the cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, her entire getup was absolutely astounding with the go-go boots and the miniskirts. Mm. Yo, I mean, like, but then again, uh, that's also Jojo to- Rabbit of all the recreating that you know the French. Little German town with the outfits and everything. That's true. All, right? Although yeah. I get the feeling that they have a lot of World War Two costumes lying around in Hollywood. <laughs> that too, yes. It totally took like, it it's not like we have uh, a shallow pool of uh, Nazi uniforms to pull that from in true. Hollywood. That is true. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, I would have given it just to tackle with his mustache. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that deserves yeah. a nomination. Yes. That, yes. And Scarlett Johansson's shoes. Sure. Yes. Best Hitler performance. <laughs> best Hitler performance. Like it by a non-German. <laughs> yeah, best performance by a Jewish man. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, well then, achievement in directing. Yeah. Definitely Bong Bong Joon Ho yeah. for Parasite. Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. Uh, I kind of am, I'm happy with the win, but I would have definitely have given it either to Tarantino. Uh, Sam Mendes no Sam Mendes I mean he did direct 1917 but that is definitely the cinematographer yeah. putting in the work yeah uh, Irishman my only problem with Irishman in terms of best directing is uh, yeah Bong Joon-ho told a much more interesting story in best time yes whereas Irishman is definitely a masterwork but it's something that I would say I mean compared to the other nominations yeah, definitely. In terms of uh, putting together a story and being efficient and economical with the story and the cast and the performance and dialogue, yeah, Parasite, hands down. For sure. You know, I mean, like, and the thing is, right, right at the 45 minute mark, right, and things just hit the fan. It's yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then it just descends Nothing and descends but, and descends. But clenching, tightening, like, the suspense, you know. Are they going to escape that dining room coffee table? <laughs> No, no, wait. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, sure. Bong Joon-ho, well-deserved. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, here's something I have some contention because uh, for Best Documentary Feature, it was given to American Factory, which is a fine documentary, but I would have definitely given it to Forsama instead. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe you can go into a little bit of detail like what Forsama is and what American so Factory Forsama is. Forsama is actually the story of a woman and as she's raising her child in war-torn Syria and she is right there in the neighborhoods getting bombed and getting shot up and it is heart-wrenching it is also a tale of survival and it's told from the point of view of the person Mm -hmm. and it's probably got I mean there are some horrifying moments in it but there's a truth that needed to be exposed there and if anything yeah any opportunity for what's going on in Syria to be made known to the world I think it's essential viewing now 
I understand that on a technical level, it's basically a woman's home videos cut together into a documentary format. And yes, I, I would have definitely agreed that every other nomination is like as a documentary, as something that's put together and pieced together yeah, and yeah. maybe even pre-produced as a documentary. Uh, but then, I don't know. I mean, I would have given it to Fusama just in terms of achievement because like, imagine making a documentary and surviving shelling and bullets. Yeah, right. One of the worst modern conflicts going on still, still to this day. Going yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, you know, peace in the Middle East. Shout out to Syria. Please watch for Sama if you can somehow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only downside is because it's a BBC production. It's, yeah, it's a fucking impossible to <laughs> watch outside, outside of, of the UK. UK. Yeah, but I don't know. I hope. Uh, wait. I saw something quite recently where uh, I think it was who's that uh, avuncular presenter of the news over in the BBC white hair I was about to say John Snow but it's not it's something Snow right? Hugh Edwards no, no John Snow it is John Snow his name is also John Snow yeah from uh, Channel 4 right yeah he did a like a, a mini presentation about Forsama oh and it's, it's just basically him with, with the loose tie like just speaking to you like like a dad like I urge you to watch Forsama like, I can hear him say that I'm like I'm gonna move to the UK right now <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, Brexit's happening. I'm coming back. Uh, yeah, let's let's not uh, dwell on that. So I'm going to urge Netflix put this documentary up. Okay, we need to watch. This. Yeah, yeah, buy it from the BBC like you did with uh, the Last <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> Indeed, they can't afford it. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're only what three billion in debt. It's fine. Take another loan. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> then another technical award, achievement in film editing. Yeah, Ford vs Ferrari. They're all good. Thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Editing, well, editing is a weird one because the best kind of editing is the one where you don't notice it. Yeah, so it's very hard to say. Like, I didn't see your work, therefore you were the best. I mean, then you have yeah, like, you'll notice bad editing, but you'll not yeah. even notice good or seamless work. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? If you watch the movie and like you know, and you ask yourself like, oh, that that felt like it was well paced. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would have also kind of given it to the Irishman for keeping it under three. <laughs> Just three Almost. hours. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking of all the rushes and all the edits. Is like, how long was this originally? I don't really want out? to watch the director's cut, to be honest. Or maybe it I probably am. Probably we'll is see. one, right? It's yeah. probably like a six-hour version with all the backstory. <laughs> oh my like, god! Who's this extra character? Yeah, and for the rest, you know, Parasite also got nominated here, and good editing, but it wasn't the strongest part of the movie. I guess so, because Ford vs. Ferrari was very generational and yeah. it does it in less time than the Irishman. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because like they set up not only the rivalry between Ford and Ferrari, then they had to set up the ambitions of the two main characters yeah. and their rivalry and they're working together and finally, you know, achieving what it is they want to and achieve. And then also like the tragic aftermath as well and setting up what it means for the future of building supercars. Yep. Mm-hmm. But so, it achieves a lot in a two-hour runtime Bingo. amazing so, best editing yeah. yeah it got everything down yeah it got all the beats and i would say yeah well deserved so uh let's finally out of the technicals <laughs> finally out of the technicals best international film yeah we all know. yeah i mean what else parasite well deserved yeah to me the only strong contender would definitely be pain and glory because i mean i'm an uh, almadova stand I don't know, shall we go on to the more interesting uh, topics like, like makeup, makeup and hairstyling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, good on Bombshell, I guess. Which we're yet to see because yeah. it's not on Singapore yet. Well done on making three blonde women look like other three blonde women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, and man. I got uh, what's his face to really look like Roger Ailes, which is quite an achievement. I don't know. I mean, I can't give it to anything else. Maybe there was Joker. There was yeah. Judy. The nineteen seventeen as well. Maleficent. This is a weird choice. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we did see the trailers. I mean, sure, why not? Nice fantasy yeah. garbs and stuff. So, yeah. And then, but fantasy garb goes on the costume, sir. Yeah. We're talking about makeup. Uh, We're yeah. talking about making people look like other things. So, guess, 1917 uh, also got nominated. So, yeah, so, yeah props to, uh, what was it again? World War One haircuts. World War One haircuts. Bruises and yeah, cuts. bruises. Although, they got like, they managed to make everyone really look like they've not slept well in three years. Or maybe that's just yeah. what it's like working for Sam Mendes. Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and also, uh, Cumberbatch's uh, glassy eye was well done, I guess. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. Glassy eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I appreciated, uh, I mean, Ed Stark's mustache, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, or Tommen's lack off there. Yeah, I completely forgot that was Tommen. Until even in 1917, Tommen yeah. never gets to meet Ed. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. So upset. Uh, but... Uh, this is a, a category that's very hard to really discuss because when it comes to makeup and hairstyling, unless you do something really impressive, like maybe like a Star Trek where you put like Klingon ears on everybody. Yeah. Or like you win for like Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Margot yeah. Ruby looks hot in clown makeup. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. Academy like, Award movie, y'all. <laughs> what shock horror at extremely attractive women is still attractive wearing clown makeup? <laughs> Here's the thing that will blow everybody's mind. That thing won uh, best... Uh, it won an Oscar for makeup. Yeah. It's also, we're giving an award to the guy who decided to write damage on Joker's forehead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Let that sit for a while. I'm letting it sit and uh, it's very uncomfortable. So this is a category I shall boycott for the next Oscars. It's like, this is a bullshit category. Yeah. Who's, who, who's getting these awards? Although, to be fair, 2017 was a really dumb year in the Oscars. I don't think anything good won, as far as I'm aware. Mm -hmm. uh, wait. 2017? No, it was Moonlight. Moonlight oh yeah, Moonlight was a good one. Film. But yeah. even then, it was, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> at first it was like La La Land. La La Land didn't deserve it at all. Absolutely not. Uh, check out Last King Season 2 where I go really in on it. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> no, that was Season 1, sir. Yeah. Wow. Do you want to switch back to, want to head back to uh, music? The two music categories? Yes, let's head back to music. Uh, this one, I am very happy for. Mm. Uh, Hilda Gunnetsdottir winning. Yeah, I mean, you love to work on Shinobu. Right? Yeah, she is a fantastic... I saw producers some amazing musicians. Mm -hmm. Like her, Bjork, um... Sigur Rós. Sigur Rós. <laughs> yeah, they, they really get, like, the haunting-ass uh, um, music down to it's so cold! <laughs> yes, it's all also very quiet and still. And peaceful. <laughs> it's also quiet? And peaceful until... <laughs> And this is where we break into our uh, mid-show yeah. dance routine, I guess. And also it helps that uh, Hilda is almost as adorable as uh, Olivia Coleman in her acceptance speech. Yeah, sweetly. I liked it a lot. I, know, I mean, like, Little Women. I, okay, here's the thing. I did not really notice the soundtracks on all the other nominees, except for maybe uh, Thomas Newman's work on 1917. Yeah, that was beautiful music. But let's call uh, shit for what it is. Why does John Williams get a Oscar nomination for because a soundtrack he made back yes. in the 70s? <laughs> I think it's be just because it's now the seventh decade where he's been nominated and he might die soon. Yeah. So he's I mean, giving he, it for him just for the shits and giggles. Yeah. yeah this is his 53rd nomination. Do you guys kind of notice that right now all the very suspect nominations are the ones from Disney? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's surprising like how many nominations Star mm. Wars got as well. Why? <laughs> sure. And also Maleficent. Yeah. So strange. Hmm. Conspiracy? I think not. Uh, don't forget to uh, you know, buy Disney Plus so yes. you can watch more Marvel shows. <laughs> yes, please. I need to feed my kids. <laughs> don't hurt me, Vicky. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know, when it comes to music and I would say original score, yeah, 1917 could have won it as well, but Joker definitely. Because Joker... I, would, I don't know, because to me... The music in Joker thoroughly punctuates the emotion yeah. and the impetus and definitely the direction of the action. Mm-hmm. Whereas in 1917, it, uh, if, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying it feels more like uh, punctuation to the scenes. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. It's it's a nice accompaniment. Exactly, yeah. That's Whereas the, uh, the, the music and sound in Joker is very much... Uh, it's just equal spotlight with uh, Fucking Phoenix's performance. Definitely. Yeah, you can hear them work in concert. Yeah. Know, as opposed to something like 1917 where... It, I mean, it's amazing work still from Thomas Newman. But Yeah, it's great. But, you know, I spent the entire time movie going, wow, that looks so good. But then, like, focusing on what the sound was. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, I mean, if you want to say sound design, yeah, definitely 1917 up there. <sighs> but yeah. I would have given it to Fort Wayne's Authority. Yeah. But when it comes to original music written for motion pictures... Um, so, Frozen 2 didn't win. Good. <laughs> Not a fan of Into the Unknown, huh? I don't know. Not a fan of Into the Unknown? I. Yeah. You've decided to let it go, sir? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, like, Let It Go wasn't the best song from the first Frozen movie. What? <laughs> I can hear all the little girls knocking on the door, yeah. waiting to tear eccentric double pieces. Explain, sir! <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, it's big and powerful, but I enjoyed Beyond to Build a Snowman more. I agree. The one that builds no man is so. It's just it's more. It gives cute. a nice feeling. Yeah. True that, but it's not as empowering, sir. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story Four, which I don't Randy, remember at all, to be honest. Randy Newman does what Randy Newman does. Yeah. Okay, let's just admit it. But uh, I don't know this. Award went to I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocketman. Which is... I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Elton John. Of course. But not current Elton John. Uh, I mean, like, this is not Mad Men Across the Water era Elton John. Yeah. This is like, can you feel the love tonight, Elton John? is like, alright. Yeah. Sure. And, I mean, that movie wasn't great, I would say. Have you seen it? No, I because I think the... Queen biopic sad me on like the whole genre, mm. so I had no interest in it until Four Vs Ferrari. Well, yeah, Four Vs Ferrari is different because job. that's you know oh, an interesting yeah. story. Whereas music biopics, I always feel very iffy about. Mm-hmm. Also, everyone that was in Four Vs Ferrari is dead. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so, you know, there's less likely that you know publicists are gonna come and knock on the door and say stop it. We need to talk about his charity work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, like, there's a reason why such a Baron Cohen had to leave the Queen biopic. I guess so. He right. pissed off um, what's his face, uh, Brian May, was it? Brian, Brian May, Brian? yeah. Not yeah. yeah, true that. I mean, I mean, it's the same problem I had with Straight Outta Compton. Is like, why do we need to focus on the careers after yeah. NWA? And also, like, they definitely didn't talk a lot about Dr. Dre's less savory aspects or Ice Cube's less savory aspects. Exactly, both of them. Or, yeah, they're paid. Or, you like, portrayed even, any of their yeah, less even Easy E's less savory aspects. Like, they were all pretty. Not great people. I mean, if you think music. about it, how did he get it? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, we also have I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. I have not heard of that at all. To I, I've yeah. heard of Diane Warren. I'm, I'm a fan of her work, but uh, sure, I'll check it out, I guess. And Stand Up from Harriet. A film that I didn't know existed. What's Harriet about, guys? Anybody? Harriet, I have no idea, to be honest. Have you seen it? No, I would like to because I don't know enough about Harriet Tubman's life, but... Is it out yet? Not in Singapore. I <laughs> think it got super limited release in... The, I think it, it was one of those movies that got, like released two weeks before the end of the year so it was enough to qualify for the academy like okay. how zero dark 30 had like two weeks of 10 screenings uh, mm. so that i got i mean there's definitely gonna go into a list of things to watch because it's yeah. bombshells and probably harriet too yeah yeah like the post oscars movie catch-up like stuff yeah. that we missed out mm. the retro side uh but no i'm sorry we're not gonna do that we're gonna talk about something the hedgehog and underwear <laughs> <laughs> That makes me so sad. Because we're the last King podcast, we need to talk about what the SEOs, huh, guys? What is popular? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so far, so good. Because it's like every one of these nominations and every one of these categories felt like uh, there's a sense of like, oh, it's people doing their jobs. This is very much akin to what uh, film snobs like us will definitely say is like, yeah, these are the things that should Yeah, want. there's definitely no green book like uh, sneaking up the place. Mm. Like True. that was last year. Yeah, that movie shouldn't have won it. <laughs> no, I mean, I I enjoyed watching like the road trip aspect. Like you know, I really enjoyed um, the two leads working together. But I fucking that's love it. Vigo. Yeah, Vigo always puts in the work. Yeah, Vigo and, and it's very hard yeah. to get him to join in a uh, project these days because he's super picky. True that, but we all want to see definitely the Aragorn prequel before he gets too old. He's too old now for <laughs> young Aragorn. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Do... I do not want to see a de-aged uh, Viggo Mortensen. No. Yeah, because knowing the madman that he is, he'll insist on doing his own stunts and he'll definitely kill himself. Break a bone <laughs> or two at worst. Like he, he nearly died in his mid forties doing uh, the original Lord of the Rings. Why? By breaking his foot off a helmet. Or nearly <laughs> drowning when he did that uh, floaty scene in the river. That's true. Oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> that's a man definitely uh, you know very much in charge of his craft yeah everyone nearly died on that sh- uh, movie do, do you know what I really want to see yeah uh, this is okay hot take I'm sorry it's a tangent I really want to see him as a bad guy in John Wick yes I really yes. want to see him like take over from Ian McShane because I want that arc to go over and then like when you go beyond the hotel mm. who are the the people in the Illuminati or the, the like, continental the, the continental the owners the table. like yeah. who's the next boss yeah you know what I mean like then you, you bring in like the Viggo Mortensen because we only had the Bedouin guy as like although he seems to be like above the table is what like the law is. The, the law of John Wick is dumb like whatever <laughs> which makes it perfect exactly. for rewrites and reinterpretations and sequels yeah. lots and lots of sequels because like you know I don't know why this thought just popped into my mind because uh, did you see uh, Eastern Promises? Not yet. Uh, it's the film where Viggo Mortensen goes on the. I mean, he he plays uh, one of the Russian mafia. Oh yeah, and he like it does his rise in up through the ranks, right? And there's an entire scene where he kicks ass totally naked in, in a bathhouse. Oh, I think I've seen that clip. So, oh, you've seen that clip, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wait, this was this was a David Lynch film, right? Was it a while back? Sorry. No, it was Cronenberg. Uh, oh, Cronenberg, sorry. Cronenberg, yes. It's a follow-up to History of Violence. Ah, it's the yes, second yes. collaboration. Also with Viggo Mortensen, yeah. yeah. Also with Viggo Mortensen. Okay, but I would love to see him and uh, John Wick uh, fighting naked in the bathhouse. <laughs> I have no idea why that's enticing me right now. I, I, that's enticing a lot of people. I can already see... 
<laughs> I could already see uh, Twitter losing their goddamn mind about that. And Tumblr. Oh, well, no, Tumblr's all uh, nice and clean now. They're rid of all the porn. That's what makes it boring! Yeah. It was great when you had, like, the super old weird porn on there. I guess now you have yeah. read it for that now, I guess. And then reading about your friend's feelings. And then you see more Yeah. And now it's just... I mean, it's not even like the weird tone policing that all like the teens on Tumblr did. Now they've it's only just like, removed everything. Yeah, they've all moved to Twitter, which is now Twitter's fucking insufferable now. Mm. I mean, that's what I like about Twitter: following porn stars. Every once in a while, they oh, post is that pic. fun? Oh, hey! Oh, nipples are allowed here. Hmm. And also, <laughs> interesting. They got a hilarious. Like uh, Asa Akira is fucking phenomenal. Oh. Uh, You're a fan? Yeah, of how. Of her written work. <laughs> also, good save, work so good much. save. Very good oh, save. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I follow Sasha Gray's DJ career, sure. <laughs> and her yeah, written but... works, yes. No, I, 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 I like her anal scenes. I'm sorry, yes. I have to admit. Yeah, <laughs> her yeah. DJing. She puts in the work. Fine. She puts in the work, and the work gets put in her, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, production well, design for the production the- <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Good save. Thanks for bringing us back on track. What? Okay, sure. Production design. Um, again, someone who well deserved. Yep. Strong contenders again. Everyone, every one of these, I wouldn't have been mad. Uh, I, I can see why they wouldn't have won. Like Parasite, well done, but it's a rich person's house. Yeah. Like there are plenty of them in. Uh, Unless Seoul. they built it from scratch, then I'd be impressed. No, I like think with the dungeon and everything. Yes. I think it's one of. Uh, Spoiler, sorry. I think it's one of Bong Joon Ho's. Um, uh, bro, that's so, his house. Yeah, right? <laughs> probably this his is the house. <laughs> this is the, this is the house that was paid for by Snowpiercer. Yeah, uh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Like, pick any German town. Put and some flags. Got yeah, put some posters. There yeah. you go. Uh, 1917 again. Hey, well done on digging a trench in uh, in uh, Flanders nah, again. I mean, this to me is the strong contender that yeah. could a lot have of also trenches, won. Dude. Yeah, because definitely the entire church scene. When I saw the behind the scenes and I saw how that they was, assembled, yeah. they built that church. So that it could fit like a fucking two thousand kilo watt lightning rig in the middle of it, yeah. just to have it like give it that fake burning look. Yeah, which was like, very impressive, mind that's you. That's a lot of money, and it's like zero CGI. It's like nah, everything's on on camera because Deacons is like, yeah, I can just light it that way. Sure, uh, but I mean, it's either nineteen seventeen or Once Upon a Time. Everything else, I wouldn't say it doesn't deserve it, but those two are the strong contenders. Yeah. But uh, 1917 has some amazing set pieces, but a lot of it just takes place in a farmhouse, in the forest, and in the river. Yeah. Whereas Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, not... It's an entire somehow, era, dude. Yeah. Okay, I mean, like, the logistics of, like, recreating not only old Hollywood, but blocking off that section of Hollywood to film. Yeah, yeah it's a part of Hollywood where they don't film there anymore because there's too damn expensive to shut off that section. Unless you're Quentin Tarantino, yeah. and he's got Tarantino bucks, apparently. Or, like, Tarantino Connections. Connections. I mean, if you really just like have Brad Pitt and yeah. like and Leonardo and DiCaprio, DiCaprio, you're yeah, fine. you see those two and like, Pacino's in yeah. it too. So it's like, yeah, uh, no, we need to make this movie because I'm Tarantino. So it's like, again, I'm gonna really miss that guy if he really does decide like to have one last movie. I think he will do one last movie, but he'll still do like production stuff. And I think he'll. Uh, yeah. He's he's kind of uh, said that after he's done with films, he's gonna concentrate on being a writer. That's fine. Which is also his calling because like he does books, create scripts, amazing stories oh, and characters. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean well deserved that. But I would, I say again, uh, I want him to be more like an executive producer and for him to kind of groom the next batch. Yeah, he needs to do like, uh, bring up the next uh, round of uh, he needs writer to be directors. Like Spielberg. He needs yeah. to be like Spielberg and like bring up guys like J.J. Abrams. Well, I mean, better than J.J. Abrams. I mean, that's the parable, not the exact Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but then again, 
Sure. Uh, when it comes to production design, I mean, I urge you guys, watch any behind-the-scenes uh, documentary of 1970 and just see how everything is shot in camera. Like, that church was built from the ground up. Those trenches were dug to match the runtime. So it's like, it's as a technical marvel and in terms of... You know, the one thing that blew me away is yeah. I was, after watching 1917, the first time, and I was like thinking to myself, okay, I know they stitched a lot of these things together. So how yeah. many CGI houses were uh, activated, right? Of the FX houses. One. Which one? Just the one. I, d- I don't even remember the name of the company. I was like thinking like, mm. so there's very limited CGI. And then it dawned on me immediately. All of that's on camera. Yeah. And then came the entire list of carpenters and like laborers and like all these other names. And it was like, especially just for carpentry. Yeah, it was like an entire like memorial block of like names of like, oh they built that shit. Yeah, yeah it's really impressive. Which also means like they managed to get like a, nineteen tens era truck trucks plural from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or they had to build it from scratch. Shh. Stuff like that happens. I mean, but which is why I'm very curious to because Sam Mendes is he returning to the next Bond? No, uh, it's no, not him, it's right? a different director, I think. Um, but it's still Daniel Craig, right? And he's gonna try and like kill yeah. off the franchise this way, right? Yeah. It is. It is a uh, swan song to the franchise. It's the ultimate one, right? Yeah. Hmm. Which is uh, you know, no time to die. It's an interesting name for like your final movie. Well, you gotta put die in there somewhere. Yeah. You know uh, what? Here's my idea for a James Bond title. Yeah. Just die. Just die. <laughs> 007. Just die. Just die. Uh, the director for the next Bond is Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Sounds really? very familiar. Yeah. Joji? Yeah, Kerry Joji, yes. What have they done before? Uh, no idea. Beasts of No Nation, if you guys seen that. Oh, fantastic. Okay, that's then, a fantastic that's work for them. Yep. Okay, now I'm very interested. Yeah, I need to watch this. Yeah. But who's the cinematographer? Is Deacon selling that? Uh, so. I'm not sure. That one, I have to look it up. Yeah. No, I think it's probably... Because it was uh, Danny Boyle originally, right? Uh, Linus Sandgren is oh. the cinematographer. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Linus is pretty good. Yeah, I've seen his work. What's he done before? Ah, fuck. He did La La Land. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> I like the cinematography there, but the, the, there was one other film he did, which the name is Kate Smith. American Hustle. Um, That's the one. Promised Land. Mm. I liked American Hustle. Okay. I was about to say, like, uh, I don't know, because it's a fucking, like, you know, Old Russell's picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say American Gangster. And he's like, no, that's the fucking Denzel movie. Yeah. Like, too many movies with the word American in it. Yes. Yes. I have an idea for a movie. American, American. American, American. <laughs> America's American. That's, that yeah. sounds like a Mel Brooks movie. Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> Starring Mel Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Brooks. The poor are equivalent to Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, gosh. The movie's called American, American. It's called the most American person, American ever American. Uh, okay, but... You could just hear the eagle starring when you say the name. <laughs> about how the flag was born. <laughs> it wasn't me, it was born. It came out of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, there are other categories you can go over. I mean, best animated short, best live action short, which are films we unfortunately did not manage no. to watch or are very hard to catch because a lot of this is very unavailable to Hell, like Hell of I Know is a bit of a darling because it was a concept that I think a... A black animator came up with and then just posted on a Twitter to say like, look, this is like my concept. And they managed to get funding and they made it. And they got rewarded, which is good, I guess. Okay. But I think it, I think it's about a father dealing with his daughter's uh, hair. And like 
It's more like parables to do with race relations and so forth, from what I can tell. Okay, we've got to check it out then. Yeah. yeah. Live action short. Um, I'm very interested in seeing Nefta Football Club. Yeah. Because I have no idea who Nefta is. Yeah. Is it a place? Is it a person? Well, it looks like French. Um, Yves Piat and Damien Naguerre. It might be to do with uh, like a lot of French footballers uh, grew up in really dirt poor uh, parts of like Algeria and Morocco, moved mm. to France and then became international superstars like that's what happened with um like Adebayo and all that then. Adebayo um fucking uh Zinedine Zidane uh mm. Thierry Henry I mean but then you can pick any like Brazilian footballer and like True, it's but... it's either this or poverty yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I would definitely go check it out because yeah love me some football yeah uh let's do sound editing and then we can finish off with the big one yeah so sound editing uh for was very yeah yep, definitely. Sure. Uh, definitely totally agreed uh Again, uh, 1917, I would have maybe been a strong contender. Once uh, upon a time, 50-50. Eh, it's alright. Uh, Star Wars, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, sir? It's like all these Disney films get nominated, but they don't win. I mean, it's making me more and more <laughs> upset that when they do the Blu-ray release, or like the, the home movie release, it'll be five-time Academy-nominated Rise of Skywalker. They probably will. Yeah, it's marketing 101. It's <laughs> a terrible movie. <laughs> it's that's can that's how movie industry works. We got a campaign. Know, we gotta we gotta put stickers and logos because that's what dumb people buy. <laughs> well, this is apparently an Oscar-winning movie. What's this Suicide Squad? It's the tale of a. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sad that they have to rely on that kind of marketing to sell a fucking Star Wars movie because it still works. Yeah, it still works somehow because I don't know. I mean, there is that the bigger conversation we can talk about. You know, uh, what it is that you know. To many people who are in the know, it's nothing but an industry like uh, wank fest. Yeah. Also, there is the prestige of the Oscars that you cannot deny. Yeah. And it is something like, I mean, as much as a lot of the more edgy or the, the more alternative film directors will feel like, uh, this is something that I do not crave yet uh, pursue, but winning one is still winning one. Yeah, I mean, everyone talks a big game about like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Like, it's all just a show until you get nominated. Exactly. That's John Landis' fam- most famous quote, you know. The Oscars don't matter until you get nominated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because his wife, uh, I think she got one nominated and I think she won for best costume. Yeah. And then like, also, I mean, it's the drama. You have to admit, like, the fact that like, somebody, somebody like Alfred Hitchcock never won one properly. Yeah, which is you astounding. Know? Yeah, you know, with the body of work and all the genres he himself created. Yeah. You know? well, like, yeah, Judy Garland never won anything. Mm. And then like, the thing is like, then you have the bullshit Lifetime Award, right? Yeah. Which is always just a reminder that your favorite stars are about to die. True that. Like when uh, Christopher Lee got Lifetime Award of the BAFTA. Oh, was just I like, love oh. that one. I love that because he shouted out uh, Tim Burton for he being should... the most imaginative and creative director. He shouted out a lot of yes. people, but it was very sad to see someone like that close to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, second best Dracula all time. Oh, for sure. I don't know, but uh, I mean, the Oscars are the Oscars. Yeah. And if anything, I think that's what we definitely here especially on The Last King look forward to the drama yeah and it's very strange because it's like there was no like big drama I mean there were like some no like uproar no upsets yeah Yeah, I mean there was like you know I mentioned in the beginning James Corden and Rebel Wilson dressed up as cats I mean you need the goof off moments and then battered the microphone like a cat because 
Lol, we were in a movie called Cats. Ha ha ha. Please laugh at us. We're meant to be comedians. Or maybe because, uh, yeah, they need the money. Sound mixing? Sure. Yeah. 1917. Okay. Good. Good job. Visual effects? 1917. Yeah, we did mention oh. beforehand, before the show recording that, yeah, a show that actually did all, all nothing but practical effects beat out all these CGI-ish kind of visual yeah. effects. Yeah, I mean, there. I would have been pretty annoyed if Lion King had won because... <laughs> I think a lot of people would. <laughs> yeah, because, it, like, yeah, well done on being able to... Would you have been more uh, annoyed with Lion King or Star Wars? Uh, I think Lion King. Lion King, because at least Star Wars has always looked pretty, and there were some visual aspects of Skywalker which I didn't hate. Mm. Where's Lion King? Lion King is like, oh, well done, you managed to make realistic lions. Oh, wait, lions don't have the facial uh, structure to look like they give a shit. They should have told that to the guy who did cats as well, right? Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, moral of the story of uh, 2019, don't make movies about felines. I mean, here's the... <laughs> don't make movies about felines. How dare you, sir? One of the best shows ever is Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, because that's the cats the are dead. <laughs> because the cats get murdered and we strike back. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, yeah, 1917 winning uh, the achievement in visual effects and the fact that a lot of it's practical... Most of the CGI is just stitching together some of the scenes and also definitely the river scene. The, the, so like, yes, in terms of visual effects, right? Sure, uh, you, you, you guys are pretty good there in Cinema 4D and Photoshop and After Effects. Well, what are you guys going to do? Well, we're going to actually build this church and build, build this thing and up and put it in place. Yeah. Just to yeah. blow it up, you know? Why? Because it's, yeah, it's all in camera. Yeah. Like, we're going to do lots of explosions. Oh, right, with CGI? No, we're literally sticking bombs under the ground and they're going to go boom. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I mean, someone like, might get hurt, but oh, it's all for an awesome movie. Yes. I mean, yeah. like, there's gonna be a lot of complaints because people will say, like, oh, but it has no CGI. Like, visual effects doesn't mean it's CGI. It's not just CGI. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, Endgame had some amazing CGI shots. But you notice the CGI. Yeah, because you know it's CGI because I know that portals don't exist and mm-hmm. that I know that, yeah, um, Giant Man would not be able to walk if he was that size because mm-hmm. of how gravity works. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, 1917 was. Yeah, visually stunning, so and it just really reinforces that. I mean, like for me, in terms of technical ability, I would definitely also strong contender would be Irishman because yeah. the technology they had to invent mm-hmm. to make Robert De Niro look like forty-year-old Robert De Niro convincingly and breach the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, compared to something like The Lion King or The Cats, where it's like, no, we're just gonna stay here in the Uncanny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nice and comfy here where something doesn't. Why do we need to climb like... the second mountain? Let's just stay here where it's safe. Like, nope, you know, some people. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, again, Disney movies being nominated. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, two of them here. Three of them. Three of yeah, them. Yeah, three. Jesus. Yes, you're right. Holy shit. Okay. And the only ones that deserved it aren't Disney movies. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the last one, they will go on to the big one. Uh, that's the screenplay. I would have given it to The Irishman instead mm. of Jojo Rabbit. I mean, as much as I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, to me, felt like I don't know, it told a much better story. Whereas Jojo Rabbit was funny, it was very entertaining, and it had a lot of like moments of whimsy that made yeah. me kind of go like... Yeah, Wonderful uh, sentimental moments yeah. as well. Yeah, true. I mean, for me, the one that I think didn't deserve it was Joker, because Joker is extremely derivative yeah. of other Scorsese movies. Little Women, like, yeah, this is the eighth time they've attempted this story. Yeah. Two Popes, uh, I don't know, I mean, this, this is the one where I felt kind of 50-50, where it feels like it's good. But I wouldn't say it's the best adapted compared to the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's more a, a character study of yeah two older actors playing two old men, mm. yeah talking to each other. 
But then again, like the, the the casting of Jonathan Price as Benedict, right? Like it's spot on, right? It is pretty damn good. Uh, his accent as well really captures the weird nuance of uh, Francesco's. Um... You know, I loved I loved the fact that when they were sourcing out who to play the the role, yeah, like somebody sent him the meme on how like uh, Jonathan Price sits the Pope, yeah, and that's how he got the role. <laughs> Literally, and then like the director, and then like uh, got the name of the guy, but he also directed City of God. Uh, but he went out of his way just to convince Jonathan Price because if Jonathan Price said no, he wouldn't have done. Yeah, and also yeah, Anthony Hawkins does look like Benedict XVI a lot. True, I like a wrinkled raisin. <laughs> wrinkled raisin. <laughs> okay. Look again, Anthony Hawkins' favorite director uh, actor. He looks very very wrinkly now. Yes, age that happens. Yes. <laughs> It's especially pronounced when he's got a short haircut. So there comes original screenplay. Yeah, Parasite. Parasite deserves it. Uh, I would have given it also to Marriage Story and maybe Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm a bit 50-50 with this one. I would have preferred if Once Upon a Time won because to me, I think this is probably one of Tarantino's strongest strips. Whereas Parasite does have one of the best uh, gut punch, you didn't see that coming moments ever. Yep. Yeah. Quite a lot of them actually. Like balancing comedy and horror or thriller. Not really... It's not really that easy, so I'm glad that the story... Yeah, I mean, he managed with Snowpiercer, so... Yeah, he did it again here. Yeah, Yeah, but... I don't know. It doesn't have that... You know, the Capri holding a flamethrower moment. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah, no. Like, to me, that's way more memorable. Or, like, that scene where, like... Again, Brad Pitt just squashes, like, a Manson girl's head against the kitchen counter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, to me, that just stands out. It's like, he wrote that shit. He wrote it down. This is what happens in this moment. And then, like, for me, in Parasite, there are a lot of very strong moments. For me, like, the weakest part about Parasite is probably some of the uh, analogies and the dialogue and the metaphors. Yeah. Which, I wouldn't say it's on the nose because I don't speak Korean, so I can't really tell. Because the thing is, mine is based off, I think... Uh, this is like the, the translation I read because I do recognize some of the words. Yeah. Okay, okay. And there are times where like the translation seems like a m- uh, mistranslation. I think it's because there's a lot of idioms that don't translate because you have yeah, to like you have to localize of, it for an English market and a lot of yeah. cultural nuance which would be lost yes. if you did a direct translation. Mm, which true. then again, I, I think it's not fair for us to judge that because like I don't speak well, Korean well enough to judge the original uh, like written word but the story is yeah compelling regardless of how it's translated yeah true that I mean, like for me why, why I would prefer Once Upon a Time because once, in a, once Upon a Time I can't find anything that it's derived from other than the fact that Tarantino is basing it, a lot of it on people that actually existed in the past yeah whereas something like Parasite is like yeah it's got very Dickensian elements like, yeah, true. I can recognize a lot of the beats, especially if you compare it to like something like A Tale of Two Cities or like even Prince and the Pauper when like we are talking about class or like even David Copperfield. Yeah, David Copperfield. Yeah. It's another one. So it's like, like there's something about it that I agree is extremely universal, but also at the same time, in terms of originality, is like like when you point at Once Upon a Time, it's like, okay, what is that ripping off? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not saying Tarantino got robbed, but I would say like, I would have felt that he deserved it more. Because I love me some Parasite, but it's like once upon a time, it's like only he can tell that story. I think actually even Marriage Story, that's also a pretty strong script. I mean, strong. It, I wanted right. that to win so hard yeah, because I'm such a like a bomb up fan. Yeah, it's also yeah a very personal story. You yeah. can tell. And the fact that the matter is like it's the kind of sc- screenplay where it needs the perfect performance. Yeah, you know what I mean, especially the way like Bombok writes the comedy, especially. Mm. 
or it's like something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, I mean, I think Tarantino's scripts are great because it's more regardless of who reads them, they work. Like, if you got a good actor, you got a good actor. Yeah. If you have uh, like even the thing is, right, it even works for B actors. Yeah. Because you can get guys like maybe uh I don't know uh like Sid Haig, or maybe even like you know like you no know, C tier guys like Michael Madsen. Right? Yeah. They, they still sound cool. Yeah. 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 You know, and then like you get A tier guys like maybe Brad Pitt or like Leonardo DiCaprio, and then like in he and the thing is his scripts create A tier characters because mm. just look at Christoph Waltz's career after he met Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, because everyone like kind of forgotten that he was around until Glorious um, Bastards. Yeah, yeah, and was like, oh wait, this crazy Austrian is fantastic. We need to have more of him. <laughs> well, his stock really went up right back in Austria, yeah. I guess. Absolutely fucking wasted as bloke out there. They killed him off, right? He's not gonna no, come back for the next no, one. No, right? he's still alive. I guess, like, to maybe hope that oh, to do it again. So they can establish the scar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The scar. Uh, okay, sure, whatever. So dumb. But I think Parasite, my one, because it's a tighter story. I agree there. Like, I it's agree. A, a very clear narrative you can follow, whereas Once Upon a Time meanders I, a bit. It meanders a lot because it's a Tarantino uh, production. Tarantino likes telling multiple stories which kind of crossover. sometimes they don't and in love with his own era uh, the, the yeah. era that he cherishes a lot it's so. a realistic portrayal of like what life can be like where realistic? I, I'm sure the Mansons didn't get away I mean <laughs> I mean realistic as in like you, your stories don't necessarily cross over I think the way you're alternate yeah, yeah. history he's, right he's like a purist yeah he keeps it true to the essence exactly yeah Yeah. whereas like Parasite I mean like Parasite is amazing but I don't know. I mean, for me, I would have preferred if Once Upon a Time won it because I think I think Tarantino deserves one more. Yeah. Well, his I last mean, as a fan. Yeah, but his last one is coming out maybe in four years' time. He might win it then. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, I'm sure he doesn't do the Star Trek. <laughs> I think there's rumors uh, stating that he water, might do apparently. a third really? Kill yeah. Bill movie. Might. Kill Bill maybe, movie? maybe uh, rumors, rumors. And then he'll say, it's "Actually, didn't we pitch it on this very podcast? I think we did. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps we did. Yes. Called it." <laughs> Yeah, that'd be perfect. Or you know what? He shouldn't make it a movie. He should make it like a Netflix series, and he has all the money. Yeah, and hey, he works with um, what's her name? Uh, shit, uh, the bride's uh, daughter. Uh, young Thurman, Young, young Hawk. Fer- yeah, Young Thurman. Yeah, he's already worked with her, so mm-hmm. yeah. So that was probably, probably his, that was probably her, her her screen test. Her screen test, right there, right? Can you just say this line? Uh, I'm just gonna go drive away now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, well done. Okay. So let's uh, do the big one. The big one. Yeah. So best picture. Fucking... Parasite. Yeah. yeah. We, we called it. Yes, <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Parasite's gonna win, and it did. And uh, thoughts, guys. I think it was well deserved. I personally, I I would have chosen 1917. Not necessarily because. I would. Uh, I'm not arguing that it's a better movie. It's just like I personally got far more out of it, but that's because of like culturally, World War One is a big part of like uh, British like personal history. Like um, at my school, we would have on Remembrance Sunday, we'd le- read names of all the boys who graduated from the school and went and died in Flanders Fields. Mm. So I had like a more personal side to it. It's also why you know. I was initially tied to uh, Dunkirk when I came out two years ago. How about you? Do you think it deserved it? Definitely. Parasite definitely deserved its win. Um, Over the rest? Uh, no, the rest are really great films. I mean, honestly, Joker, Jojo Rabbit. I didn't actually watch Little Woman, unfortunately. But everything else, yeah, they're all worthy of it. 
I guess you could no say it's like a close race per se. So very yeah, tight yeah, race. Yeah. yeah, there's no one there that doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy. Again, it's sad that we have nothing to bitch about, but at the same time, hey, good on the Oscars. No, it's good. I'm yeah. glad that we're not getting angry about stuff. It's nice to you know not blow a gasket because uh, Hollywood sucks. Yeah. But I mean, if you didn't, if Parasite wasn't nominated, who would you give it to? Uh, let's see. I'll probably give it to the Irishman. I did actually enjoy that that Odyssey with uh, yeah the whole Jimmy Hoffa thing. Really well done. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it's a tight and race maybe between Irishman. Oh, thank and you. No, that's your pick too. Yeah, yeah, for me, Irishman is and also Once Upon a Time. Like the rest, uh, like 1917 to me felt more like a technical achievement rather mm. than a complete like cinematic experience. Marriage Story was a pure performance piece. Yeah, and it lacks the technical like so it's like the other side of the spectrum. Little Women, I think, is like it's fine to me. This is the one that doesn't deserve Best Picture. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a worthy adaptation, but it felt too much like they're missing a lot of the core elements from the books. So I'm just going to be a real, like, uh, <laughs> Louis May Alcott as the author, right? I don't know. I've never read Little Women. You haven't read Little Women? No, because... Oh, English and Porsche. Hey. <laughs> yeah, because we had English literature that we had to read instead of American. Mm. I loved Little Women. Uh, Joker, if Joker had won, everybody... It would have been such a shit show. <laughs> yeah, it would have been... And the thing is, like, then we have something to talk about. Is like, did it deserve? Nope. Was I it mean, a good Parasite picture? did have a little shit show. Remember the video we mentioned earlier on about some idiot white people arguing oh, yeah. you know, about the whole, oh, movies and subtitles shouldn't win and all that. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, it was cute, guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was yeah. also this uh, horrific Mother Jones article that said that uh, subtitles only exist because countries are too poor to have a dubbing industry. What? That's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we're going to take like, that clip of Billy Madison and put it in this particular section. It's like, you just read a guy like, oh, so you don't have any hard of hearing friends, do you? <laughs> oh, you can't read, huh? <laughs> can't read. Oh, dear. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, I mean, the thing is, being Asian, we grew up watching anime subtitles. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's totally normal to us because we prefer hearing it in the original language. Yeah, I grew up in Europe where like everything has to be subtitled because it sounds fucking weird when you dub it. Dude, every Mal- every American film I've seen in Malaysia all have Basa Melayu subtitles anyway. Yeah. So we're used to that. Really? Yeah, all of them. I find it, I find it funny whenever they say damn and they put chila. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was funny. <laughs> like, that, that's not the right word, but I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In uh, Belgium, or Jahannam. Jahannam is another word too. Yeah, Jahannam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jahannam is damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they have Flemish and French in uh, Belgium because it's bilingual, uh, and it's funny because the, so I just have to go super fucking quickly for Flemish yep. because it's not an efficient language. Uh, okay, so okay. you have to speed read to keep up. You know what's fascinating for me watching like Tamil subtitles? Oh yeah. How do you read that in time? Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's fast. It's a dense fucking language. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. And then you see all these squiggles. What does that mean? Two. <laughs> ah. <laughs> all right. Or German. Uh, hey, like, hey, hey, the joke writes itself. Why do Indian people speak so fast? Have you tried reading their subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, like for me, Joker was the the hot seat. Should have like, uh, if it won, it would have been nothing but a gigantic conversation. Mm. I mean, I love the movie to death, but no, it doesn't deserve to win. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit getting nominated to me felt like, yep, uh, this is the only one to me where. It's not about uh, technical. It's not about performance. It about it's about originality. Yeah. Because amongst all of this, aside from Once Upon a Time, Jojo Rabbit is an original story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I, then I found it was adapted. So is it from a comic book or is it from uh, I think a it's from a book? novel? It was from a novel. From a novel. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's still like a 
pretty interesting thing. I'd love to be in a pitching place. So I'm going to direct a movie about a little Nazi boy whose best friend is imaginary Adolf Hitler and his friendship with a Jewish girl in the attic. Oh, and I'm going to play the Hitler. Okay, sure. They said he didn't agree to play Hitler. They couldn't find an actor. So he said, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, I think he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. And then it's like, I loved all the anecdotes, especially like Sam Rockwell. It's like, it's very weird watching him direct and he's still in costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, you, you catch yourself like looking at him. Yeah. Although, to be fair, Sam Rockwell's played a lot of Nazis in his career. True. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we think of one? But well, he's like Nazi-esque in Three Billboards. <laughs> That's just racist. It's not yeah. Nazi-esque. Okay, uh, for for what versus Ferrari? I don't know. In terms of the, you gotta have the biopic. It's the obligatory one cat, yeah. one for the biopic. But it's a well done biopic. So at it's the very least, good. It's, it's the best that. one of the year. Yeah, I would say. for sure. Then there's the Irishman, which is kind of a biopic, but based on uh, I don't know, a book. And like to me, if Martin won it for the Irishman, it would have felt a bit too on the nose. What's the last one he won for? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I think. Or was it? No, no. It was it's his first ever Oscar was Departed. Yeah. I think he won one more after that. I remember. But maybe he hasn't. Because Martin Scorsese also, before he won for the Departed, was the, the legendarily... He should have won one yeah. by now, if you see his body of work. And, I don't know, conspiracy theory again, right? I love the fact that the time when he finally won, it was like his classmates came on stage to oh, do yeah. the work. It was Spielberg, Coppola, and Lucas. Like, <laughs> Marty! Come, come on up. It's your turn. Finally, and they hand it to him. It's like, especially like when you see the three of them walk on, and it's like, oh, Martin's gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's the class of sixty. Like when you see like you know that fucking trophy cabinet to walk up on there. It's uh, it's about time also, but I don't know. Uh, I think Martin Scorsese still has a career in front of him. Though. He's still going strong. I don't think. I don't know what he's gonna do next. Though. Yeah. But at this time, I'm always curious. Because I think it's about time he works with DiCaprio again. It's been what? Nah, I think he's years? found a new muse in Andrew Garfield because they did Silence last year. Uh, last two years ago or last year? Which oh, was yeah. not great. I, I mean, Scorsese, the thing is when he hits, he hits hard and then sometimes when he misses, he misses really hard too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, to me, I mean, I mean, like stuff like Shutter Island also doesn't really hold up very well after a while. I mean, it's a, it's a fun movie, but you know, once you know what the twist is, it's like, it's very hard to watch it again. I know. And like, for me, like watching something like Hugo, it's like, it's nice to see him try animation. I, I think Hugo, it's his love letter to cinema and that's definitely, that was definitely enjoyable, yeah. enjoyable in of itself, but it's not a strong story per se. It's, not only that, I, I think the animation and the framing, it, yeah. it really feels to me like, yeah, he's never done this before. He just yeah. wanted to try it once. Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing is like then you compare it to something like Spielberg and then like when Spielberg does animation yeah it's fucking yeah. amazing <laughs> because Spielberg's eye is just different because I still feel like like Martin is he's the he's the actor's director yeah Spielberg is the one who can do anything because he is the, the true descendant of Kubrick and then like Quentin Tarantino is like he's the only one who can tell his story because nobody else thinks like him yeah whereas the rest of them is like eh, I don't know um then you got Parasite. Yeah. Reminding the world that, yeah, cinema exists outside of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And it War- exists very well outside of Watch yeah. more Bong Joon-ho, people, yeah. because Okja was good, Snowpiercer was good. Yeah, people get to watch, I mean, after they see Parasite, they'll be like, let's check out the other films this director did. And yeah. nice back. And they got like, oh, there are other Korean movies I should maybe watch, like The Handmaiden. 
or old, no, uh, like we said, it. old boy. The ven- yeah. sympathy for Mr. Vengeance Chan trilogy. Chan Moon Park's yeah, work, but I would say, yeah. If you want to watch another Bong Joon-ho, watch The Host first. Yeah, The Host is good. <laughs> Take you by surprise. The guy who did Parasite also did The Host. Yep. <laughs> His version of a monster movie. Yeah. And it has social commentary. Huh? huh? What a surprise. And comedy. Huh? What a surprise. I don't know. And then this thing, right? I mean, it's... Compared to everyone else, right? I think what makes Parasite really stand out is not only its aesthetic or its story, but the fact that it's that quirky Koreanness. That I mean, like here in Asia, we're kind of used to it because yeah. watching Korean films and like seeing, especially when it comes to Bong Joon Ho and his ability, ability to inject comedy anywhere, yeah. and it just works. For me, Bong Joon Ho has his finger on the pulse of human emotion. Absolutely, he knows exactly how to manipulate his audience. Whereas Tarantino is like, you need to kind of buy into his universe. And somebody like Scorsese is like, yeah, that's like watching a fine art painting. Like, look at how well done this mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And then he has 1917. 1917 is like. Uh, Watching like a like a guitar solo live, like I'm gonna pull this off in one in one take in front of you. Like yeah, it's ten minute like, guitar solo, and you gotta and you look at it. It's like that was very hard to do, sir. Yeah. Like we see like 1917, like yeah, four months rehearsal, and we have one week to shoot. Yeah, and it's like can you imagine if you fuck up in the seventh minute of like that long take? <laughs> oh, never again. Do you know who fucked up the most? Who? Uh, who's the actor? Don't want the cigarette. Like walk past the dead body, turn left, return, throw the flare back. Oh, uh, Andrew he, Scott. He's the guy who blows the lines the most. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moriarty. God yes. damn it, Hawk Priest. <laughs> God damn it, Hawk Priest. Stop flubbing. <laughs> we need to reset to one. Uh, the clouds have moved. Deacon said the clouds have moved. <laughs> ah! Everybody take five. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never work in this trench again. <laughs> so, it has one line. Actually, it kind of sounds like filming these trenches is like actual trench warfare. A whole lot sitting around waiting for something to happen. No, but imagine this, right? After the camera walks past you, you can relax. And then oh, like, yeah. you hear the the, 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 the microphone, brrr, reset to one. Uh, Somebody flopped. Who? Who? Who did it? Who started? Was it you? Was it you? <laughs> I don't have lines. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hot priest. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is probably my favorite Academy Awards because I got nothing really much to complain about. Yeah. Everything makes sense. Kind of. Except for the Disney entries. Well, at least they didn't win. <laughs> at least they didn't win. Yeah. yeah. They shall win at the box office there. Well, I mean, they already then, did. So, with the billions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, and that's what's upsets me the most because, like, films like 1917 isn't gonna make a billion dollars. Fucking no. Endgame did. Yeah. Fucking Captain Marvel did. These are the kind of movies that Star should be Wars making. Star Wars did eventually. Because, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. Star Wars. It's uh, Disney. It's Disney. It's a fucking steamroller of entertainment. Enjoy. So, yes, on that note. <laughs> uh, Academy Award, the 92nd one. Mm. It was good. Good stuff. What's next year going to be in shit show again? I don't know. Really strong contenders coming out this year. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie, uh, Birds of Prey, <laughs> Bad Boys for Life, for life. Underwater, uh, the eventual Black Widow movie, Fantasy Island. Fantasy <laughs> Island. Can't wait, man. Wonder Woman's this year. All the great movies we'll be talking about. <laughs> she's got wings now. Because she's a fairy. <laughs> I don't know. Why does she have wings now? Because, sure. Wait, when's Aquaman 2 next year? Right? Uh, that is a couple of years from now. Yeah. Mm. So, yes. Uh, after all this uh, pomp and circumstance, some classy movies, some masterworks. 
actual art in film, you know, actual art. Actual art in film. <laughs> you have to go back to commercial go, drivel. We're yeah. gonna go back to the crap. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, this year on the last game podcast where we have to review things that literally I'll try my best to care. <laughs> Or try not to care. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. On that note. Yeah, let's uh, call it. Okay, so this has been a uh, best uh, <laughs> lifetime achievement in a uh, costume design. This is a uh, best makeup toffee. <laughs> it should be all the makeup. Yeah, all the makeups. <laughs> yes. And this has been best graphics essentially toffee.